Welcome to a business growth mindset. I'm Christian Lavolsi, and I'm super excited to share this episode with you. To all the business owners and entrepreneurs, the crazy ones, the believers, the doers, the clever makers, the action takers, and everyone else in between, this podcast was designed for you. For the past few weeks, I have been focused uh, on leadership because I believe it's one of the biggest issues facing business owners and C-suite executives. Too often, I see organizations struggle with leading their teams and empowering them to take action. The result of poor leadership means less time, loss of productivity, a dysfunctional culture, and often failure. So it's fitting that this week I address a key competency that all leaders, teams, and individuals must develop in order to flourish and grow. Today, we start on our journey on resilience. Now, what it is and why does it matter in business and life? So stay tuned and listen up because I am confident that you will love this episode. Well, we all know that resilience is the ability to overcome adversity, but I believe that it goes far beyond just weathering the storms. Resilience is learning and growing from the challenges that you face. For this reason, at its core, I see resilience as a difference between failure and success. Now, Confucius says, our greatest glory is not in never failing, but in rising every time we fall. So 22 years ago, I was blessed to meet someone who changed my life. He gave me a chance and didn't judge me. He was the president of human resources for a global advisory firm, and he asks prospective employees just three questions. Did you experience childhood trauma? Are you dyslexic? And have you overcome difficulties in your adult life? Um, If candidates answer yes to all three questions, he hires them on the spot. Why? Because he knows that they'll be resilient and he understands how this correlates with success. My answers to all three of those questions were yes, and I was hired on the spot. My advisory internship took me to 10 countries and 28 cities across two years. It was single-handedly one of the best experiences of my entire life, and it gave me the self-belief, confidence, and skills that translated into lifelong learning and gratitude. The good news for those of you who can't answer yes to all three questions is that you don't need to live through enormous pain and suffering to become resilient. It can be taught. You can use the experiences of others to develop your own full metal jacket. Think of it like this. The first time an untrained boxer steps into the ring, he gets battered. In his next fight, he keeps his guard up and concentration and focuses on his footwork. Now, once he's not taking so many blows, he starts improving his jabs and hooks. He suffers a lot of defeats as an amateur, or at least in training. But in the end, he may just win that heavyweight title. Now, he's now in a position to open a gym and train a whole new generation of fighters teaching them everything that he learned the hard way. They still have to work to develop the skills and strategies, but they don't need to sustain the same amount of damage to reach his level of resilience. Failure is one of those life's most common traumas, yet people's responses to it vary widely. Some bounce back after a brief period of malice. Others descend into depression and a paralysis of fear, right? Research has taught us how to distinguish between those who grow from failure and those who will collapse. 
but also how to build the skills of people so they will not collapse. Essentially, it's about getting into the right frame of mind to succeed, and I call that a growth mindset. It is natural to question yourself when you are faced with anything new, which is why it takes time to become resilient. Even though the experiences don't have to be firsthand, they do have to become part of your thinking. Now, Bonassa states that there are multiple and sometimes unexpected pathways to resilience. I agree with this, although I would qualify it by saying that certain factors are constant. Now, the key principles in relation to resilience and failure are individuals with resilience bounce back from failure and developing resilient competencies and working from the strengths enhance individuals' ability to learn from the failure, avoid negative responses to failure and, to some extent, prevent future failures. Firstly, you have to let go of being a victim. This means allowing yourself to make mistakes and accepting that there are times when you will fail without automatically writing yourself off. Once you have mastered acceptance, you can begin to work on embracing your mistakes and your failures in the knowledge that they provide opportunities for you to learn. Cannon and Edmonston argue that the aim should not be to avoid failure, but to fail intelligently and know that we will learn much from our failures. Resilience is the key to achieving this aim. All of this is tied to the first and most important lesson of developing resilience, the knowledge that you are not alone. We all make mistakes, we all fail, and we all get things wrong. You don't have to pretend that you are invincible. In fact, resilience means allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Now, Brene Brown says vulnerability is about showing up and being seen. It's tough to do that when you're terrified about what people might see or think. Understanding how to face failure through resilience is important in our everyday lives as individuals, but also as leaders and creators uh, of culture at work, and that we want to facilitate an attitude of failure in the workplace. Having a full metal jacket does not mean you are covered in impervious armor. To be genuinely resilient, you need to be open. Resilience is about attaining a level of self-awareness and empathy that enables you to operate intuitively. This means that when the storms come, you're the one handing out the umbrellas. So why does resilience matter? Resilience is a mechanism that gives us the opportunity to protect ourselves and the things that we value. As with any mechanism, the more sophisticated it becomes, the better it serves you. It's important to realize that failure is not fatal. And Winston Churchill said, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Resilience is how we experience growth and the outcome is the development of many different kinds of intelligence. As described by Gardner, uh, resilience impacts many of these types of intelligence from intrapersonal, the understanding of yourself, through to logical, which is the ability to make and prove hypotheses. And then there's the existential, the sensitivity to explore the deeper meaning of life and interpersonal as well, which is the awareness of people's feelings and motives. It's one of those amazing things uh, like love and happiness that you can never have too much of. In fact, it helps you to nurture these aspects of your life for the simple reason that it is the quality that stops you from hitting the fuck it button when something goes wrong.
Now, this is because resilience gives you the ability to focus on what's important instead of focusing on the situation. It allows you to take ownership of your failures without taking a victim stance. When uh, I was younger, I spent so much of my time trying to validate myself. But as I educated myself to let go of the abuse, I began to understand why. There's a lot of talk about glass ceilings in business, but I'm going to stay down to earth. And the, the paraphrasm of Portia Nelson, I want to talk about glass walls. Now picture a road uh, with glass walls stretching from side to side. You're walking along quite happily when suddenly, bang, you get smashed in the face. <laughs> you haven't been on the road for long and had no way of knowing that there was this glass wall across your path. You didn't see it coming. So when it knocked you down, you're not to blame. Now you pick yourself up, get over it and carry on. You've learned that there is a chance that you could get hit by this wall because it happened before. As the walls are made of glass, you still can't see them. And so when you smash into the next one, you're not to blame, but you do need to start taking responsibility. This is the point at which it's okay if you were a victim, but it's not okay if you continue to be one. You can keep smashing into walls, or you can find a way of seeing them. You might carry a super soaker and spray all the walk and spray your walk so that you can reveal what's ahead. You're starting to build resilience and beginning to develop strategies to protect yourself. Now, once you see the walls, you can start to go around them. You're owning your failures. The times you hit the wall and taking responsibility for yourself by ensuring that you don't keep on hitting them. After you've uh, found a way of seeing the walls and have started uh, going around them, the next steps is to get off the road with the glass walls and choose a better path for yourself. Resilience frees your mind. And once you've freed your mind, everything else flows. Resilience is one of um, those critical elements to flourishing in your life, according to, according to Dr. Martin Silkman, the man behind the well-being theory. In this theory, they measured flourishing, because, uh, which they defined as having a high positive emotion, plus being high on any three of the following, which is self-esteem, optimism, resilience, vitality, self-determination, and positive relationships. Before we wrap up today, I want to demystify seven perceptions and provide you with the truths about resilience. So stay tuned for just a few more minutes. One, resilience is not a goal or a destination. It's a journey. Number two, with resilience, you will feel pain. With life comes unpleasant events, but resilience allows you to respond and no change yeah, and not change your self, uh, sense of self, right? Now, number three, resilience is about never showing emotion, but rather regulating your emotions. Number four, you are not born with it. You develop resilience. And number five, it's not about being perfect, but rather your ability to bounce back and pick yourself up. Six, it's not about doing it alone or doing it yourself, but in fact, being able to ask for help. And finally, it's not relevant to individuals only. It's relevant to individuals and groups. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with me today. And I hope that I have provided you with value and insight into what resilience is and what it means. Next week, we'll dive deep into how to build resilience. So get excited, share the podcast with your friends and get ready to create a watch party next week. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please take a few minutes 
to write a review and, and provide a star rating if possible. Don't be shy. Share it with your friends, colleagues and family. I can't change the world on my own. I need your help. And as a community, we can help others uh, in our inner circle and our community develop resilience strategies and a growth mindset. Until next time, uh, or at least until next week, I'm Christian Lavolsi, and as always, live with purpose. Are you ready to start taking action on your business? Would you like to spend more time with your family? Then call 1-300-643-229 and start building momentum right now. I know you're busy. In fact, you are so busy that you don't have time to work on your business or yourself. Often tossing and turning at night, worrying about the how-tos and the cash flow. How on earth can you possibly get off the hamster wheel so that you can take a helicopter view to see where you'll be in 90 days, one year, or three years from now. In this program, I will take you from sleepless nights to blissful sleep. You'll have more time with your family and you will have the clarity and direction so you can grow and flourish. Call 1-300-643-229 now and start building momentum.